0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Higher Points Podcast. I'm Nick Sowers, actually here in the studio this week with Nate. Uh, he's back from Florida and uh, recouping from the contest and everything like that. So we're getting together, bringing in another uh, full-length podcast. And this one's just going to be Nate and I talking together again just about uh, some things in life, some things in our, our government and all that other kind of stuff. And we just put together just a little bit of a show here. So uh, as usual, you thank you for joining us and we appreciate you being here. And uh, don't forget to uh, subscribe, check us out on Facebook, all that good stuff, and uh, we'll get to it. So what's up, man?
1: I don't know. I like how your voice changes when the uh, the <laughs> mic goes live. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: what, what, it uh, like drops a tone. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Higher Points Podcast. <laughs> what does it sound like normally? Is this not how I normally talk? I, I just feel like it changed an octave or something. Oh.
1: Like it just got a hair deeper when you started <laughs> talking, when you did the intro. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, I'm just trying to be sexy yeah. for uh, for Jake when he listens, you know. I, That's want, right. I know he's I know he's touching himself whenever he uh <laughs> whenever he listens, so I just want that nice sexy voice just to, you know, cuz he's got that picture of me on his the ceiling of his bedroom and everything. So I just figured I'd I'd add to the ambiance of the room.
1: Jake's a strange cat, man. <laughs> just picture
0: like like candles in his room and <laughs> brown,
1: chicken, brown, brown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love you, Jake.
0: <laughs> uh, that went downhill very quickly. All right, we're we're a whopping like you know minute in, and here we are. So, um, so I saw a story online where Andy sh- shared a study that came from a Robbie Starbuck, and he said that Fauci's National Institute of Health lists ivermectin as an antiviral therapy to treat COVID. Um, and it says the most recent study in Brazil of eighty eight thousand twelve people found that ivermectin cut the chance of a COVID death by ninety two percent.
1: Um, did they recently, was it like post Fauci resigning or whatever when they uploaded it is? You know,
0: I don't know The the study came out, um, August 31st, but this study, I mean, if you think about it, they, they probably had to have been studying it for a while. Right. I mean, mm. I would assume if you're studying 88,000 people, you're probably doing it. I would say, cause they talked about, look, it says in there that two consecutive days every 15 days for 150 days. So they did the study for 150 days. So yeah. when did do you know when Fauci resigned or whatever? It was like in August. Oh, okay, so this study was actually going on prior to that, and keep in mind this study was being done in Brazil as well, mm-hmm. so it didn't have the same political pressure that it has here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. No, just but but so the, so the study came out uh, August 31st, and so it's only five days old, and it talks about um, uh, it says. You no know, now is a good time to think about the mass censorship campaign carried out against those who used it or advocated for the freedom to use it pharmacists who refused to fill doctor prescriptions and the unending hate people got for treating covid with it the attacks on it were all about lining big pharma and politicians po- po- pockets we tried to warn everyone and then it cites the actual study in it so again uh, the, the DOI is 10.7759/curus.28624 and curus is spelled C U R E U S. I'm probably not saying that right. But the title of the actual study is regular use of ivermectin as a prophylaxis for COVID-19 led up to a 92% reduction in COVID mortality rates in a dose response manner. And there's more to that, but I won't I won't read the whole thing. So um I, I think it's interesting because I read studies and I nerd out quite a bit mm-hmm. uh, on things like, especially when it comes to DUI and the scientific studies and all of that kind of stuff. And when you see anything that's over about a 70-75% uh, confidence rating, it's usually seen by science as like the de facto go-to, yes, that's reliable. Are you saying
1: that 92% is like the confidence rating? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, so okay. they're
0: saying that it led up to a 92% reduction. So in this case, for this specific study... They were the percentage was 92% reduction in the COVID-19 mortality rate. Okay. And and so if you see anything that's over 70%, 75%, science usually says that is good. That is, that is reliable science. Mm-hmm. That is repeatable science. So when you see something with... So that's really with, good science. Yeah. When you see something that has 92%, that you don't see a lot. And I read a lot of studies. I mean, you see it from time to time. But seeing something that high is kind of unheard of. I mean, that is basically statistically i mean when you when you consider like if you go to a doctor and he says you have cancer and you have a 92% chance of dying how do you feel about that like i'm dead right yeah now if you go now do the reverse side of that and he's like hey you have cancer but um and we can do a surgery and take it out and you have a 92% chance of living how do you feel about that same on the same pretty, flip side pretty good yeah so um it's the same thing here of you have up to a 92% reduction in COVID-19 mortality rate. And it's like you and I have kind of felt from the beginning. While while I think both you and I, and I'm speaking a little bit for you here, so feel free to disagree, but I believe that vaccines work and they have their place, Mm -hmm. like polio and and those things that have been studied and proven to work. But we had some reservations about the COVID-19 vaccine.
1: Yep. I mean, there's a reason I'm not vaccinated still. Yeah.
0: And same, and 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 then now this further proves because because here's the deal: like you go back and you look at things like 9/11, or uh, you know things like the Bay of Pigs back during John F. Kennedy, things like that. We as Americans have a very short memory. Everybody always says on 9/11, never forget. Well, they forgot. Yep. Okay. Uh, the the unity seen in this country after 9/11, I've never seen again. We forgot about it very quickly. Yeah, We won't for a while. Unless people decide to stand up. They need to stand up and realize what's going on. And this study further proves that. You have a 92% chance of reduction. So here's the deal. Ivermectin you can get for literal pennies on the dollar. And nobody has this crazy patent that makes them hundreds of millions of dollars off of it. And that's why you had the concerted effort to keep people away from it. So, essentially, what this study further proves that you and I have been saying for how long now is that money was more important than the overall health of our nation. That, and, and I've said it many times on this podcast. You've heard me say it. Those people up at the top don't give a shit about you. The and FDA, this further proves it.
1: FDA.gov. Still. Yeah. Why you should not use ivermectin to treat or prevent COVID 19. And it's been that way since people started talking about ivermectin, you know. And it's just ridiculous to me that we're going to suppress something that's going to help. But I mean, it's not ridiculous. I understand why it's happening. Yeah, right. It's because big money runs this country.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and I just, it's just, you know, the only thing is, is that I think we're, we're kind of at a, I shouldn't even say a precipice, we're past the precipice. Because I don't think we're going to vote ourselves out of this. The snowball is already rolling down the mountain so fast that, you know, if you if you get all new people in Congress, let's say you vote everybody new. Well,
1: right? and people forgive Fauci because Fauci's like, oh, it's science. Science changes. Like... Yeah.
0: But the thing is, is that ivermectin was studied long before COVID-19, yeah. you know, came on the scene as a, as a good antiviral therapy.
1: I mean, let's not. Fauci's probably dealt with it in the past. Honestly, like he was in the government for what 50 years yeah in medical research i i'm sure he's been around it that dude i don't know i'm glad he resigned but i think
0: i think there's some shit
1: coming down the pipe honestly i think that's probably why he got out
0: well and speaking of those things down the pipe another thing i want to talk about was um when biden ran for he already filed to run for president again mm-hmm. but the, when it comes to things coming down the pipe so we we can't vote ourselves out of this. Like even if you got everybody new, the the ball's too fast, and not to mention people are too impressionable. And 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 like another thing that I saw when we had uh, Jason Probst on was he talked about how he wasn't the like authority on everything, right? He didn't know. So you have all these people that come in and they lobby you and they tell you like what's best and what's not best. And now you're because
1: even he said like you kind of need the lobbyists to. Be able inform to learn, and, Yeah, inform you on what you need to know. The issue is, is those lobbyists have
0: agendas. <laughs> I think sometimes seeing through the BS would probably be the toughest part. Yeah, because like, those guys, there's a reason they get paid what they get paid. Yeah. Um. So I just thought it was interesting. Um, Some of
1: them are snakes.
0: I feel like. Well, I'd say the vast majority. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I've met a some, few lobbyists, and it's just
1: mm, this guy just gives me the heebie-jeebies.
0: Well, I think that those people there, they're they're there for a reason because they're good talkers, they're smooth talkers. They're, you know, they're they're they've use, got a used car salesman. Yeah, they've got a skill set, and you know the companies like all that other good stuff, and um, uh. You know, they just are being leveraged. Their their skill sets being leveraged. They're being paid to do a job, and they're doing it.
1: I mean, you can't blame a guy for doing that, but it's just well, you know, where do you stand mm -hmm. on your moral compass when you're doing that? But uh,
0: but uh, that's also another thing I kind of have an issue with is we keep seeing things like quote unquote whistleblowers, like with the whole thing with the Mar-a-Lago thing with Trump, and supposedly some FBI agent was like quote unquote escorted out of the building, which I personally believe is political fanfare. Um even if things that whole
1: thing is just a political deal by the fbi to make trump look bad i feel like yeah. 100 percent. i mean i've heard i don't know if there's any truth behind this that it was like the documents were like the transcripts between him and his personal attorney while he was in office and so technically that's shouldn't be classified top secret that that should be trump's property but it got classified top secret for some reason but if it is i mean if he had top secret documents i mean he should probably be uh getting in trouble for that
0: yeah i this isn't me saying that that like trump is the savior of the world and he can do no wrong um but just to see some things and also to see other former retired fbi agents saying this goes against bureau policy this is not how we do business this mm-hmm. is not right this is wrong and the fact that that when you go to look at the copy of the search warrant, how much of it's redacted and stuff like just kind of helps further prove it. Like if the dude had, cause I I'd heard alleged that he'd had some like, like nuclear stuff. And if that's the case, then like, yeah, dude, you Trump need to hold, to hold, hold the dude, you need to hold the dude accountable hundred percent. Um, but, but you know, the thing is, is that it, it would be like if I went to your house and I just kicked in the door, and I, I wrote a search warrant to a judge about how Nate's this horrible person and he's growing all of this weed in his house and all this other kind of stuff. And I just kick in the door because I don't like you. Like that's, that's unethical. That's immoral. That's wrong. Yeah. If and you all, are actually violating crimes. Then yes, you need to be held accountable.
1: Yeah. And like all in this same deal, like from the, I don't know, there's, there's something fishy going on in the FBI. And obviously, I mean, we've had this fight for a while, but, um, like with the Hunter Biden laptop story, you know, yeah. there was a whistleblower that came out that said um, that the FBI wanted to censor that story from the get-go. They told people in the FBI not to even look at the laptop, not to dig into it at all, because they didn't want it to look bad for Biden's election campaign. Because of what happened to Hillary and that story getting out and that investigation. So they didn't want this investigation to mess with um, Biden's election. And like we talked about earlier, um, Zuckerberg was on the Joe Rogan yep. podcast. And
0: admitted to helping s- suppress that. Yeah.
1: And it, I don't think it was necessarily all Zuckerberg's fault, but I mean, he's suppressing things on Facebook, you know, I don't think that's right. But it was like the FBI went to Zuckerberg and said,
0: there's... This is fake news. This is to, fake news. Yeah. It's
1: like Russian propaganda, basically. Um, and he's be censored. And so like, I mean, I understand in that case, like it truly is coming from Russia, you know, okay, get that shit out of there. But it was the FBI trying to cover up that Hunter Biden story.
0: Well, and, and the thing, which that, we
1: all know, I mean, that laptop exists and there's some shit on there.
0: Well, it's been released. You can see it. Yeah. Like you can even see some of the uncensored stuff if you really want to. And you know, that dude lived definitely a life of debauchery and not to say that you know I'm I'm like trying to get down on him he, if he was addicted to a substance like I I, I I understand addiction in the sense of like the pharmacokinetics and pharmacodynamics but the the thing I think that that I really don't align with is the idea that there are, the rules apply to certain people but not to other people mm-hmm. and like if I held if I did the same thing in law enforcement in Sterling Kansas like if I if I only enforced speeding on you, but I let everybody else speed, how would that make you feel?
1: Or if I'm driving drunk and Nick drives me home. Yeah. But I arrest other people. Yeah.
0: Like, I just want you to know, dude, if you ever are, you are so going to jail. I know. I just I wouldn't expect to anything that. different. I just want you to know that. But, um but you know it, it's like those those rules of law like they the the press the press secretary keeps saying basically anybody that supports Trump is like an extremist and mm-hmm. they're a danger to society and they they don't support the rule of law and i'm like wait a minute like i'm the one here saying like okay if this dude is doing wrong by all means hold him accountable but go through the process and show follow us the, the freaking, rule of law
1: show us the damn evidence show us what's like Happening. You know, I understand they can't like declassify. I mean, maybe they could declassify those top secret documents that he had,
0: but if they're in his house, somebody else already has them. Yeah. They're, they're already disseminated. So, yeah.
1: I mean, it's, I don't know, it's frustrating.
0: And, and so that's just my thing. My, like...
1: you know, my, my guess is, is it something that he did while he was in office that he wants to hide is more of where I feel this, well, or a series of things. Yes. That's more of what I feel his documents were but I don't know that for a fact.
0: Well, and like you said those those communications between him and his attorney those are protected. Those can't be used against you in a court of law or anything like that. Yeah. Yet the FBI had all that against him. Mm-hmm. And so it's it is kind of scary um in the sense of like you have the top law enforcement you know in the land one of the top law enforcement agencies in the land that are now basically just kind of discarding the rule of law that the the White House says they need to follow. And it's, I mean,
1: they're lean, they're dividing, like their division and their left leaning is the way it seems. You know, they're that's the whole point. Nate going to war for the Democrats. Is that's the, the, way the whole it seems, point. You know? Is
0: is for us to raise up in arms against them? Like they they want violence. They want the violence Mm -hmm. because if the point with which we decide, like, let's just say everybody decides to stand up and have another like revolutionary war, whatever, you know, you, you, they now can declare martial law and now they have total and complete control. And now we can discard things like the constitution, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And all that. They want the violence. They want us divided. They don't want us united. They want us to war against each other. And they want to make things so bad in your community that they have the solution, right? Like, Oh, this crime's so bad. I have the solution. Let's get rid of guns. Mm-hmm. Oh, crime's bad. I have the solution. Let's send people to treatment. Ooh, crimes or drugs are bad. Um, let's give people this more time in prison. I have the solution. Or you so, guys are
1: hungry. Here's a line. Yes. So here's the food and water. Yes.
0: And so when, when the government always has the solution, you have to rely on the government and now you're on the government tit and now they have more control. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what they want. That's the whole design behind this. And the best thing that we can do as a society is basically just non-conformity. Like, I'm just not going to do that. Like, I'm not going to be violent. I'm not going to square off at you and tell you to F off.
1: And I would say most people are that way. Most people are fairly moderate, and most people get along. Like, you and my parents are, like, on the political spectrum, like, not even close, really, you know? But we get along. (laughs) You can have conversations together, and you can sit at the same dinner table and, like, drink a beer together and get along.
0: But that, but that right there is the model of what our country should be and should mm-hmm. have been for a long time. Is is uh, your parents and I disagree on those things. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing is, is that we can sit across from the table from each other and find a middle ground. You yep. know, like I personally, if I had to choose, if you put two people in front of me and said choose which one you like better, and put a gun to my head between Biden and Trump, I'm choosing Trump. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that I see Trump as this god that you know like he's not the north korean dictator and he's and trump says
1: he's a christian i don't necessarily believe that trump's this how stand how, up christian man like yeah, he well, says he is how, he just how says many of that, us are he just says that to get your bible thumpers from the midwest to yeah <laughs> yeah vote for me yeah um
0: but you know is is to be able to find that middle ground is to be able to have those conversations and be able to unite because your your parents have changed my mindset on a few things mm-hmm. and and i hope that maybe you know maybe i've done the same for them on other things too but and it's
1: good to have that challenge to have someone that does like you're not having this oh, what's it called cognitive bias you know yeah. where you're surrounding yourself with the same people with the same ideals you know you're it's good to challenge your mind so that you're not stuck in that
0: yeah well and and we've also i think i've also said on the podcast before it's kind of like uh, when Jocko Willink says nobody has a 100% solution. Mm-hmm. Like if there's a problem that comes up or whatever, no one person has a 100% foolproof, effective, no problem solution. At best, maybe you have an 80% solution. That's but
1: why Jocko's so big on the... Um,
0: decentralized command. Yep. Yeah, And so realistically, you probably have a 50 to 60% <clears throat> solution. And then like, I can't tell you how many times I've even come to you and been like, hey, what do I do here? Like what do you think about this, uh, and that kind of thing, and and gotten that's a few what, points from you. That's what I try and do
1: at work. Like I'll say, hey, here's what we need to do. What do you think on this? Like on certain projects or stuff, you know, and get the younger guys' opinions. And a lot of times they come up with stuff that I wouldn't have come up with mm-hmm. that will will work. You know, like I give the sixty percent, then they bring the rest of the table, right? And,
0: that, and it, but even then, you still don't get to a hundred percent, right? I mean you, you still are likely at like maybe an eighty ninety percent solution.
1: Yeah, well we're at like on this new house we're building there behind Josh's pff, disaster. Oh. Absolute disaster. The trusses are just a bad design and, and I don't know, maybe it's just the lack lack of experience we've got, but um they the trusses were off and it the roof's gonna look like hell, I think. But they were short one side in an area on the garage. They were long another area, two inches. Um, Some of the pitches are off. It's two and a half inches short on the peak truss. Like there's just all sorts of things. And me and Derek have come together and got about 20% (laughs) of the solution. (laughs) Trying to figure that Josh called up there better over time.
0: Josh called up
1: there the other day, like looked at it. It's like, yeah, I don't know guys. He says, you guys are awesome. And then leaves. (laughs) Yeah. It's like uh-oh. all right guys now go go out there and make me look good <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pretty much <laughs> oh man it's it's been a fight
0: yeah so uh speaking speaking of things coming down the pipe so um biden uh put in his papers essentially to run for re-election i hadn't seen that yeah yeah i
1: mean it doesn't surprise me
0: you know and and everybody wants to treat this like a joke. Like everybody wants to say like, Oh, look at him. He's dumb. Or like, he's got Alzheimer's. He doesn't know what the hell's going on. Blah, blah, blah. Like why wouldn't they want him to run? That makes perfect sense. And, and I am stealing a little bit of this from Andy for podcast. So full disclosure on what I'm getting ready to say is um, a credit for what I'm getting ready to say. goes to him, but it makes perfect sense is if, if he's like, what, 82, 81, 82? Mm-hmm. And he obviously has cognitive decline. I mean, we, nobody, nobody wants to argue that. Like, <laughs> right? The guy has a cognitive decline.
1: He picks the wrong side of the stage to walk off every other time. And, and, and shakes and hands with non existent <laughs>
0: people. And so, you know, so why wouldn't you want that guy? Because A, he has no clue what's going on, but he's the highest power. You can manipulate him into anything you want. Mm-hmm. And because, like, if people think things are bad now, no. You know, like they're just acclimating you to higher prices. They're just acclimating you to the fact that there's not the stuff on the store shelves that you're used to. That's all you're doing is if you sit and shit long enough, it stops smelling. So they're just acclimating you to that. Like these prices aren't going to get better anytime soon under the current administration, the current way things are being done. So when things go to hell in a handbasket, shit crashes, whatever happens, it's now easy to blame it on the 82-year-old man that has cognitive decline and, well, I tried to tell him, well, I tried to do this, well, he wouldn't listen to me, or he didn't remember saying it, or the guy dies. And now you can go, oh, oh, uh, our bad, like we, that, that, that all happened with him, and he's dead now, and there's nothing we can do about it. There's no accountability because everybody can now distance themselves. He is the perfect man How, to have in that office.
1: So say Biden does die in office. How bad do you think that's going to look?
0: In the sense of
1: do you feel like Republicans are gonna be out there throwing fucking parties in the street?
0: <laughs> I I would sure hope that the party that I am a member of would not. Um, I think that at the end of the day, regardless of how you feel on the man's politics, regardless of how you feel about his son, regardless of you feel about the direction of America. He was a human being that had blood pumping through his veins and he should be given the respect that he deserves i
1: agree with that 100 percent, but i honestly think that and maybe not republicans in general is the correct thing to say but i feel like there's going to be people that are like celebrating
0: that but kamala is not going to run anything any better no um like she she can't even string a sentence together either but hers isn't because of cognitive decline hers is just because she has a lack of you know an ability to understand really much of anything mm-hmm. um and so you know, I mean, she she got to where she's at, not on the merits of her mind, and I'll yeah. le- I'll leave the rest of that open. But is is so so you're fucked either way, um, and I don't think that, and 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 this isn't me trying to sit here and saying that Trump being in office is going to be the savior of our world.
1: I mean, I'd rather I wish that we could find another Republican candidate that run, honestly, because there's Republicans that vote left. Because they don't like Donald Trump and the way he acts. You know, I feel like the Republicans could put out a better candidate than Trump.
0: Honestly. Do you, you know who I would love to see on a ticket? DeSantis Willink.
1: Trump. Jocko. Oh.
0: DeSantis and Jocko. That's what I'd like to see. Yeah. Um, and I don't really care who sits president and vice president. It doesn't really matter. But you've got two men there that aren't afraid to put America first and stand up. Mm -hmm. They aren't afraid because, like, Jocko, he's all big on American-made products and, like, has his own company. You know, he has Origin Maine. Um, He has – what's – is it Origin Maine that makes, like, the boots and all that stuff, too? Origin USA. Or Origin USA. Um, And, you know, they make geese and, you know, all kinds of of those kinds of things. And you have DeSantis who regularly stands up in front of the cameras and gives the middle finger to anyone and everyone – That isn't pro-America, Yep. that isn't pro-freedom, that isn't uh, pro-liberty. And I think that's what we need, is we truly need that huge shift. And I'm not talking like taking the Titanic and making a slow turn trying to miss the iceberg. We need like a 90-degree turn, Mm -hmm. like right here, right now, because like I said, it's not going to get better.
1: And Trump, Trump isn't the answer to bring people together in my opinion. Yeah. You know. It's going to further create the division. I don't even honestly know if DeSantis is cuz he's in a lot of Democrats minds like he's Trump 2.0, you know. That's the way they see him. I don't know. I just feel like
0: Yeah, a but lot of he, doesn't, see he doesn't he doesn't have as, the same business dealings. He's not friends with all those people that are up there in Congress and stuff like Trump already knew all those people. Already yeah. had relationships and and business dealings and everything with all those people already. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And, and, and I just like how, you know, DeSantis was just like, no, like we're not doing this. And Florida was the outlier of pretty much every other state and had like the lowest mortality rates of the entire nation. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's, it's wild to me. like people think that Trump, like pe- Hillary Clinton, the Bidens, like all these huge political figures in our country were all friends with Trump before he got into office. Yep. And then after he got into office, look what happened. They fucking hate him. And why is that? Because uh, he... he Enlightened me. Well, I I feel like it's because he really was trying to do what he said and drain the swamp. And they didn't like the fact that he was changing stuff because he wasn't making them money anymore, you know? <laughs> well,
0: I think that the, the biggest deal is, is that nobody stands for anything but also in the federal Trump, government right now.
1: Trump was... I feel like Trump was a little bit of a self, selfish dude, and that he was in it a for little his, bit. Trump was a selfish; he was in it for <laughs> his own. It, um, it
0: boosted his ego. Yeah, yeah, it was a big ego boost,
1: and he didn't care, give a shit about anybody else's.
0: Yeah, that a, a, a fell. Typical politician, in the yeah. sense of like, you know, I I I did things because it made me look good or whatever. I didn't do it because it was the right thing, and that's where I'd see Desantis and Jocko would do the right thing. Yeah. Now I don't think you'd ever ever get Jocko to sign on for something like that, ever.
1: Andy's talking about doing something big. You know,
0: if if my thing with Andy is, Andy is so passionate and so driven and so hard about everything, like I don't think that if you put him on a ticket, he could win. Uh, I don't think there's enough moderate there, even though I agree with most of what he says. Mm-hmm. But the the problem is, is like if you did, he'd have to be in the vice president seat. Um, but you know, he'd, it'd be, have to be like, say like a DeSantis as president with him as vice president, because you need like somebody that's kind of like a, a filter for some yeah. of that stuff. Um, and this isn't me like trying to talk shit on Andy. Like Andy is a phenomenal man in my opinion. And he's certainly built more than I ever will. And he's definitely more mentally tough than I am. But I'm see, just saying, I really as far feel as like looking at it in the political spectrum,
1: we're going to really start to see some of these guys like, like Andy and Jocko and, um, big names that have big social medias starting to get into office because of the platform they already have, you know, which can be good and bad, you know, because that could be a dangerous game too. getting some of these guys, even like, you know, like Logan Paul, he's got a huge following If that dude would decide to run for office. He's already got the backing of how many millions of people from his YouTube channel and stuff, you know, which I think could be a dangerous game, but I don't know could be the flip we need and some real people in there. Yeah, I mean not saying Logan Paul is a real person. I mean, he's kind of a goofball, but
0: the the biggest the biggest thing that we need is America first, and if you're not America first, like all you are in my opinion also is you're just a communist or a mm-hmm. socialist. If if you don't like America, you don't like it. Like again, nobody's forcing you to be here. Go go elsewhere. Go go move to Russia, go move to Venezuela, go remove to one of those companies or go to countries. Canada. Yeah, one of those countries that has the government system that you like. You know, the rest of us, we we, we are pro-America. We love America. We love what it represents. We love our More. freedom of speech. We love our freedom of religion. We love our freedom of guns. We love our right against unreasonable search and seizure and you, unusual punishment. We
1: love the smell of burning diesel and coal. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and so... More oxygen for us. Yeah, and so we, we like that. And if you don't, go to a place that has what you like. Okay, nope, that's the, the the beauty of the liberty that you have in America is you can go elsewhere. Yep. You can go wherever the hell it is that you want to go and live there. Now, you're not going to like it, but you can go there.
1: Yep. Go test the waters. I bet you come back.
0: <laughs> no shit. And that's why all those people that said, oh, Trump gets office, I'm going to leave, didn't leave. Where'd you go? Because they fucking knew that if they went somewhere else, it was going to be shitty. Yeah. Um. There's and... a
1: reason there's millions of immigrants trying to get in the border all the time.
0: Yeah. Well, hell, talking to my, um, so my, my father in law's nephews came from Venezuela to America. Mm-hmm. So, and they showed me, they took every means of travel except an airplane to get here. And I mean, every means, mm-hmm. motorcycles, boats, cars, trucks, buses, you name it. And, uh, you know, went through Panama, all that good stuff to get here. Well, there's no Venezuelan consulate here because there are no diplomatic relations with the country of Venezuela because basically Russia and Venezuela are kind of tied together. Mm-hmm. And, and Russia actually, or excuse me, Venezuela used to be an extremely affluent country when my father-in-law lived there and they had tons of oil, tons of prosperity. They still have tons of oil. Tons of prosperity. Well, then they moved over towards socialism, communism, and now it's just an absolute shithole. There's like
1: six rich guys in the country and everybody else lives in squalor.
0: Yeah, and they've got like some of the biggest oil reserves next to, you know, for for a country their size. Mm -hmm. And they still are living in abject poverty. So they have, he was telling me essentially, they were telling me essentially they get like a a debit card. So they kind of have like social credit there already. They get a debit card that gets loaded every month with a certain amount of money, and then you get to go buy your groceries. But the problem is, is that like, um, you know what like pawn is? Do you know what pawn is? It's like a it's like a flower. Mm-hmm. Uh, pan, P A N, but it's pawn. Okay. Um, here you can buy it for like ten cents a bag. There, it's almost a dollar a bag. Um, so everything's marked up, so your money yeah. doesn't go as far. And and so like and and they were saying things like they were they were amazed at how much meat we had. Like we had a barbecue of just like. Hamburgers, hot dogs, um, some chicken, that kind of thing. You know, your ch- typical American barbecue. And they were just absolutely amazed at the amount of meat that we had because meat is unheard of there. <laughs> and so it was interesting to kind of see the those differences and talk to them about how, you know, everybody wants socialism and communism and all these other kind of things, but they're fucking abject failures. Tell me one country, one, that has lasted under those.
1: I don't even necessarily know if it's they want that. It's just they don't want to work. They want to be fucking lazy. And yeah, they see, gimme, gimme, oh. gimme, gimme, gimme. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're just takers. They just don't understand. They're
0: I can't argue with that. And I can't argue with that.
1: I just don't... Nobody in their right mind wants us to be Russia. <laughs> you know? But they just... They're lazy.
0: A lot of people are lazy. Well, and the thing that also gets me is... Take, take a look. I always try to view the world in the sense of nature. Go into the African savannah... Cause this is like something that everybody's seen in a, in a Disney thing or excuse me, a discovery show or something. Mm-hmm. Nature is fucking brutal. Yeah. Right. Like life is brutal and you have to fight for everything that you get. And granted, I'm not fighting every day just to survive. Right. Like I was able to go to the store, pick up things I'm not fighting, but what I'm getting at is anything in life worth having is worth fighting for Yep, and is worth earning. And if you're not willing to do that, if you went out into nature and you sat on your ass or you didn't put your best effort forward, I guess that'd probably be the better way to say it. If you didn't put your best effort forward as an animal in the animal kingdom, you're you dead. would quickly be dead. And the same thing with our society. If you want to go towards communism, read Karl Marx's books. If you support that stuff, you're one of the useful idiots that's going to be shot in the head and dead in a ditch later on. Yep. That's who you're going to be. You're a useful idiot that gets those people that want that into power. And because of your weakness, because of your inability to stand up for what's right. And that's another thing that pisses me off about this whole FBI thing. And the, oh, we had a whistleblower that pisses me off. Like, no, no. John Smith came forward and said this, like, I'm tired of this anonymity whistleblower shit. Like I, as a cop sign my name every day. To pieces of paper that help hold people accountable. And I've held other cops accountable by charging them with crimes. I didn't get to go to the prosecuting attorney or go to that law enforcement officer and do things anonymously. I had to stand up and do the tough thing. And it freaking sucked. I did not like it. My life was turned upside down. I was treated differently because of what I did because I was holding the line on what I thought was right. And it sucked. But I put my name on a piece of paper and I stood by, mm-hmm. by by it. Because it was what was right. And this whistleblower shit of like, oh, I get all this protection, all this other kind of stuff. Like, no, no. John Smith, come here to Congress and talk and and give your part and stand up for what's right. Because at the end of the day, let's say you get fired from the FBI or you get fired from whatever. Good. Because that means that somebody like Andy Frasilla or Jocko Willink or somebody like that that values people like you... Are going to pick you up and you're going to make way more money mm-hmm. and have a way more fulfilling life. And it's going to suck in the short term. Don't get me wrong. Been there, done that. I've understood the suck in the short term. Granted, I didn't get fired. Thank God. Um, there were some times that I was a little scared. But, um, you know, th- that's going to suck in the short term. But again, in the long term, it's going to benefit you. It's going to benefit you significantly.
1: Yep. Diamonds are made under pressure, baby. <laughs>
0: You don't like it when I say that back to you, though. No. And <laughs> when I'm making those valid points.
1: Yeah. I think that's something we all go through, swallowing our ego and pride.
0: So speaking of swallowing our ego and pride, that's a good transition. Oh, I like it. I like it. So uh, so Nate was talking about um, how he was going to change like some of the focuses in his life because we were discussing how he had a bunch of irons in the fire, as do I. Not just the podcast, but you know, I've got a, a new business that I started. Um, you know, he's got his business that he has going on as well as working construction and doing strongman and competing and then trying to find leisure time, yeah. which doesn't what ever is, happen. What is that? <laughs> um, and so I was telling Nate, I was just trying to encourage him because I know he was feeling a little bit down about the strongman contest and I've Atlanta. been
1: so off the last two weeks. I mean, I haven't been to the gym really. I've, I did the competition a week ago. Um, and then like I went to the gym a couple of times in Florida, but since then I haven't been in, I've just felt off sluggish, slow, shitty, grumpy, you name it. And everybody can tell that I've been grumpy. So
0: yeah, got- like <laughs>
1: Nick shows up, he's like, are we good? <laughs> like, are you mad at me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've just been feeling off and I have been, and it's, I don't know, time to do some readjusting, I guess. Um, which comes with like what you were talking about and like divvying my time and trying to figure out what is most important in my life and that's just a tough balancing act i feel like for all of us yeah you know um time
0: management is like probably one of the toughest things in life to do
1: yeah and it's like just the pointless little shit that we do like scrolling instagram i do probably too much of that but something that i don't know but like priorities that was loud
0: well, that's because you were a little quiet, so I was trying to turn you up.
1: Yeah. Uh, some of the, uh like, priorities of my life, you know, like, got the farm, the store, work, girlfriend, podcast, strongman, you know, you name it. And it's just, and then I was doing that Legionnaire thing with First Form, and, like, that's done. I ain't doing that no more. <laughs> they want, well, like, 20 hours a week, and I can't do that, you know. Um. I don't know, I told my girlfriend, I was like, you know, I've done this once, didn't give 100%, so like, I've got to do 100%, and I know if I don't, where it's going to end up, and so that's going to be one of my priorities, and obviously, like, going to the gym, and like, all this stuff is important to me, it's just things are going to shift a little bit, I guess.
0: Yeah, Um. you know, everybody always likes to say relationships are 50-50, I disagree with that relationships are 100% 100%. Mm-hmm. You give 100% of yourself, she gives 100% of herself. Right? But
1: it's not going to be 100% all the time. Like people are going to fall off a little bit and you just got to learn to hold yourself accountable as well as be able to have those conversations and hold your partner accountable, yeah. you know. Which I feel like with this girl like I can do that. Which is important to me because not all women are that way.
0: Yeah. And 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 I will say also one of the best pieces of advice is a uh, pieces of advice I ever heard was from Derek Klouts when he said like, when you've got all these things going on, right? You've got all this stuff in life. There's no way you can give 100% attention to everything. Mm-hmm. So something may get 20%, something may get 80%. Another thing might get 60%, you know, and then next week that could shift where the thing that was getting 20 percent's is now getting 80%. And so you're just basically kind of just continuing to juggle those things in life. And so, that was just my way of also trying to encourage Nate, but also to pass on just that information of like that. It's okay. Like you can't do a hundred percent. You can't be perfect. You can't do all this stuff to a hundred percent all the time. You like know?
1: strong man for me is kind of a back burner right now. You know, I'm going to keep going to the gym and everything, but I'm not like, can't kill myself every weekend at freaking seminars and going to competitions and everything. And I still enjoy it and everything, but I don't know. I'm feeling pretty down after that last competition. That, that took it out of me. Took I took the wind out of me, man. I have been there.
0: I've been there, done that, but I would, I would also encourage you to set a goal, whether, whether that's Scott's contest or something, set a goal to give you something to like, keep driving for and striving for. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that was another thing I was talking about with Nate was there's just something to life in general. And not only is it, is it like set out in like scripture about like a man and a woman coming together and like becoming one. Right. But, I was illustrating the point to Nate that like a relationship is kind of like a circle, like you're half the circle, she's half the circle, and you can travel around the outside of that circle, which is the circumference, right? You can mm-hmm. travel around the circumference of that circle, but at some point you stop halfway because you're only half of that. But when you, when you get a good woman in your life, which in my opinion, Nate's girlfriend very much is that, um, and, and my wife 150 million percent is that, is that when you put those two pieces of the puzzle or those two pieces of the circle together, now you have that harmony where you can go all the way around the circle and you're helping to, like, carry each other's burdens, help carry each other around, hold each other accountable. Like, I mean, I even have lately had some tough conversations with my wife, and my wife has had tough conversations with me. You know, I mean, like, there was a point with which she was telling me, like, you know, what you say, talk is cheap. She's like, I don't want to hear your talk anymore. I want to see your actions. hmm and that's kind of helped, what's helped drive me to hear. She helped hold me accountable. She was a part of the circle. Like I was traveling around the circle on her side where I was lit- like having to lean on her to tell me the things that maybe I didn't want to hear but I needed to hear. Yep. And, you know, I've had those tough conversations with my wife lately of, you know, just kind of like the things that I'm seeing of like, like, hey, here is what can be done better. Here's where you're lacking. In the same way that she tells it to me, this isn't me saying that I go home and I'm like. Woman get in the kitchen make me a sandwich, right? Yeah, But it has been amazing to see the response that well, I've mean, I it... received to that. She has, like, act... she has fucking stepped up and, like, really done a good job. And keep in mind, the things that we talked about are not going to be fixed overnight. That builds but a she's certain showing level an effort. Of
1: trust that other couples don't have, you yeah. know? Because some people have to tiptoe around what they say around their wife or husband, you know? Because feelings will get hurt, egos will get hurt, and then it's a shit show of a fight, you know? So you build that level of trust where you can hold each other accountable, and I think that really goes a long ways.
0: You know, it's it's one of those things where um, adversity in a relationship is what truly makes your relationship. Yeah. Because if you guys are going through the shit together and you're able to trudge through the valley of the shadow of death together, when you come out the other side you're going to have a better appreciation for each other for life and what you mean to each other and so no matter what you're going to have the shit in your life but when you go through it together is when you start really making the relationship together
1: is the important part of that you know yeah. you can't try and carry the burden on your shoulders yourself as a male or as a female you know you've got to be able to come together you know that's part of the mistake i've made in the past you know like i needed help and i didn't ask for it um, which was me needing to swallow my ego and man up and, you know, talk about,
0: it. well, and I ask for help. I, yeah. I even did the same thing. I, I had issues where when I dealt with the hard shit at work and I brought the trauma home that you heard Bill Howard talk about in his podcast is I brought that trauma home but I didn't go to my wife and, and and not to say that like you illustrate like, oh, his head was over here and his arm was over there. But I'm just like, hey, I had this rough call today and I'm struggling, you know, just mm-hmm. like that. and And she'd always say, like, why do you never talk to me about this stuff? And I was just like, I didn't feel like it was your burden to bear. Why am I bringing that home to you? Like your your mind and your life is better off not knowing that. Yeah. But the problem was I was carrying it. I was, you know. Like short or angry or, you know, not being the best version of me because I wasn't sharing that pain. You know, Mm -hmm. pain shared, pain divided, joy shared, joy multiplied. And I wasn't allowing that pain to be shared and then divided. And ultimately it was starting to eat me up. Yep. And so uh, I I, I just, I just, uh, I wish that I could like put into words the level of admiration that I have for my wife. In the fact that not only is she willing to hold me accountable and tell me when I'm being a dumbass, but when I'm when I am can I can do the same thing back. Yeah. And to watch her actually try, because I told her the same thing she told me: "Talk is cheap." And to watch what she's been doing lately, to sh- that she's actually showing the effort is just phenomenal. Yep. Um, you know, I think the thing that I'm looking for at this point would be just the consistency because the discipline it's, to it's keep easy it to, going. yeah, it's easy to have the motivation in the short term because if she's acting in spite or she's acting in anger, eventually that's going to go away to run out. Yep. And, and so now it's like the, like looking for that consistency because that could be the same thing. Like it, I could have done the same thing when I was being a, a trash husband was I could have gone through that honeymoon phase where I was doing well, but then eventually I went back to old habits. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I've done my best to show with consistency and just to go and do things. And, like, for me, like, the gym is therapy to you, the gym is therapy to me, but so is this podcast yeah. in, in order no, I to, agree. like, you know, talk about these things. And, and I have, like, outlets to be able to get that stuff done. And
1: because, th- like you know, I mean, the people that listen to this have the same issues. If it's not the same issue, it's similar. You know, I mean, we're all human. We're all dealing with something. We're all dealing with something. You never know on what day what someone's
0: going through, you know? Well, and, and, you know, it's one of those things where I see myself as like, again, these are just the things that I'm doing to help keep making myself better. You know, of, I've said before, like when I look in the mirror, I see like, okay, you're doing pretty good. Like, or I look at photos of myself. Like I was showing photos of the old me to Fatima. Because mm-hmm. I was illustrating like like where I'm at and where I've come and all that good stuff. And I go back and I look at that and I think, wow. Like to that guy, it was no big deal to sit at his computer, play video games, not talk, you know, essentially every every evening. And not be a part of his family. To eat a bag of potato chips and that was no big deal to drink a bunch of pop. That was no big deal. Yep. And to just gain weight and be worthless. And like, not only that, but like my wife, I'm sure she, when I took my clothes off, she wasn't like, Oh yeah, yeah. She probably still isn't, but it, it didn't help. Right. And, yeah. and that was, that was my acceptable mentality. And so I go back and I look at those things or I go back and I look at old writings. So like, for instance, I, have my application from the chief process, uh, the last chief process. And then I've also got my application for the one before that. And I take them and I'll look at them side by side and I look at the difference in writing and I look at the difference in thought process and it helps me to have tangible things to look at, to see mm. my growth and how I've changed. Mm-hmm. And I really like doing that self introspection. And I think that's also a thing that lacks in our society is I mean, the ability that's a- for people to recognize they've, They need to grow somewhere. That's
1: important, the perspective on things like that. You know, like my competition. um, Get my ass kicked by those guys. You know, like zooming out on the bigger picture. It's like, how many guys can deadlift 500 pounds? Yeah, yeah. You know, like just zoom out a little bit and gain that perspective. And that helps, I don't know, helps a little bit. But it's still like, I'm supposed to be able to compete with these guys, you know.
0: Well, and and that was kind of where, you know... Like, for me, God gives me those opportunities to, like, see that. And I think I've told the story on here, so I won't go super in-depth on it. But I went and helped uh, my wife. She wanted a desk for our bedroom to do her stuff on it. So we went and picked this desk up. And in the process of picking the desk up, this well-dressed, obviously affluent man comes because the house was very nice. Way nicer than mine. Um, and this desk was, like, custom-made. They had a custom-made for their son to do homework on. Which was, anyway, so they had money. And so he comes down very well-dressed. He is, you know, he looks, you know, physically fit. He's not like any athlete or not big, tra- big traps or anything. But he wasn't, like, morbidly obese like, mm-hmm. me, like me. And um, so we pick up this desk, and he makes it up, like, three or four of those steps. And he's like, oh, I need a break. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, I wasn't even at, not even 10% of my overall exertion. Yeah. And so that's when you talk about that and that's not me trying to talk shit on that guy. That's me illustrating your point of like zooming out of like wow, you know, I may be this kind of big fat guy.
1: This guy looks the part doesn't mean he walks Yeah. Like right. He... Yeah.
0: Of of like okay. Okay, maybe I am doing something right. Yeah. You know, maybe listening to Felicia is right. Yeah. <laughs> um and and so I think it's important to just have perspective. And I mean, like, also the perspective of it, it's easy to, to like think of, illustrate the point of like, look at kids in Ethiopia. Are they deadlifting 500 pounds? Like, they're not even, that's not even a thing they care about. They don't even get to eat. Well, and what was it? We were, we went to the powerlifting meet. And I had this, I can, I can mentally picture right now as I sit, there's a, a, a girl, and I don't remember her name, but she was up there and she was squatting. And she stands up and she's squatting this state record weight. And I was thinking to myself, wow, we're at a place in our society where we travel like I traveled two hours. So first things first, I had a truck, I had a car, I had the money for the gas, I had a truck that was in good working condition to get there. I traveled two hours to sit in a chair and watch somebody lift weight for fun. Like essentially that was a form of entertainment or... You know, people holding themselves accountable to be stronger. But, but God
1: damn it, we're on the edge of a civil war here in the United States.
0: <laughs> and and so, yeah, as we sit here and bitch about stuff, right? But <laughs> I, I'm, I was sitting there and I was thinking to myself, could you imagine being in a country like Ethiopia or um, uh, uh, Somalia? Some like, of those they, people
1: they live in the same village their whole lives. You know, like they never go 100 miles up the road like you did in the day.
0: Yeah. Or travel a hundred ma- miles in a lifetime, let alone mm-hmm. in a day. Yeah, and um, and 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 so it kind of. I was sitting there thinking to myself, like if I were in somewhere like Somalia, they don't have the United States Powerlifting Association. They don't go lift weights for fun. They don't sit there and consume vast quantities of food to be able to gain muscle mass and all this other kind of stuff. You know, like so
1: they're trying to eat to survive. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So it was just like a uh, – I just kind of had that little bit of an epiphany there of like, again, taking that 30,000-foot view. Now, that doesn't mean that I feel like I'm talking out both sides of my mouth on this podcast because I can and will bitch about it because even though America is decent, right, there's always room for improvement. It can always be better. So I'm still going to sit here and say, I don't like this. This could be better yeah, to because, keep us I growing.
1: Mean- Complacency is dangerous.
0: I see it as you're walking up this hill that's muddy, and if you don't keep putting one foot in front of the other, you might slide down with each step, but you're still making forward progress. If you stop and you don't make any steps, you're going to slowly slide down that hill. All the way down. Yeah, and if we stand here as a society and just, just stand and do nothing... We're going to slide down that hill, and eventually, before you know it, you are Somalia.
1: We'll be throwing fucking rocks at each other for fun. Actually, I did that in grade school anyways.
0: <laughs> As Cade's
1: like, yeah, I remember that. Rock fight. <laughs> um, Cade's little brother had a pretty good injury from a stick fight we had. Ooh. Right here above his eye.
0: pill his eyebrow back a little bit. Good thing it wasn't in the eye. Yep. Yeah. We had a a kid that I was in school with that, you know, the, um, you know, the old wooden, the little wooden American flags that are about that long Mm -hmm. and they have like the pointy triangular part. They were doing a a sword fight with that and he took one to the eye Ah. and like lost the eye. Oh boy. Yeah. Oops. And, uh, um, but yeah, so that was just like that 30,000 foot view again, like you were talking about and bringing some levity to this conversation, but that doesn't mean that we can't expect more from our government. That doesn't mean that we can't expect more from everybody that's listening to this podcast stand up. Do the right thing, work hard, and tell your government to pound sand when needed. The government is here to ensure and protect your rights. And like, just to go back to the COVID-19 thing, and this is the last thing I'll say on it, I promise. So don't roll your eyes too hard. Is <laughs> they t- Everybody talks about hating capitalism. We, and capitalism doesn't work and blah, 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 blah. Well, if the government would have ensured our rights were followed and that capitalism was followed... The thing that worked, that was the cheapest, Ivermectin would have sold more than the COVID-19 vaccination because it was not tested and expensive Mm -hmm. in comparison. And so capitalism was interfered with and you got a taste of socialism and communism right there. Just a taste, just a small little bitty bitty taste when the government says thou shalt buy this specific thing. And not only is it potentially hurting people, but it was more expensive and not nearly as effective. Now, I'm not saying it but wasn't effective, but not b- as effective.
1: Was it necessarily the government that did that? Or was it the corruption that happened within the government?
0: No, that's just the thing is that's the problem. It, it is the government. Yeah. Because it was the government system as a whole, all those people that make it up that made those decisions. Yeah. The, what, what government's idea was under the framers was the government should have been saying no to Big Pharma. In the fact that, okay, cool, big pharma. Like if you want this treatment, like we're, we're okay with you selling the COVID vaccine, you know, go through the, the testing and all that other kind of stuff. But under the capitalism, like, Hey, there's this other thing that's been around forever, forever that does it well. And that one's probably going to sell because it's cheaper. Mm -hmm. So now you have capitalism. Now you're making it to where the vaccine cost has to be lower because they have to compete with something else. That is true capitalism. Yeah. And the government didn't ensure that. They said, thou shalt use this, thou shalt buy this, and then, you know, you got a taste of the socialism, communism as a result. Yep.
1: So. You know, talking about telling the government to pound sand. Maybe you ever pull me over for a DUI,
0: I might tell you that. (laughs) And just take off running, make you chase me on foot. Well, first things first, <laughs> uh, I've seen you run. If you're going to take off running, I'm not going after you because I'm not going to catch you. That's the first thing. Uh, second thing is, um, you know, if you tell me to pound sand and you resist arrest, please do. Because <laughs> there are three reasons I can use force to protect self, to protect others, or to affect arrest. And you have now opened the door for me to tase your ass into oblivion <laughs> and arrest you. <coughs> So when I say tell your government to pound sand, don't take it the way Nate took it. (laughs) There are certain times that even me, myself, like, for instance, I told my boss when it came to COVID-19 and and the the mask mandates and all that stuff, I said, I want you to understand something. As we sit right here, right now, if you want to fire me now, whatever, I want you to know if it comes to the fact that we get told this business is open or this person's not doing it and there's a warrant to arrest that person, I will not do it. I just want you to know that. You might be able to find another law enforcement officer in this agency that'll follow your orders, but don't ask me. Mm-hmm. Because I told my government to pound sand. And it's kind of like in Sterling, Kansas, the whole parking on the lawn bullshit. I don't enforce that. That's their property. They paid the their rent, aka taxes, to the government for that property. Yeah. If you want to park... On your grass, park you on your fucking grass. <laughs> like it's yours. Do what you want with it. That's me telling my government to pound sand. And if you want to, if you want to fire me for it or write me up for it, so be it. Show me where to sign because there are certain things I'm just not going to do. But when you start in, infringing on other people, like driving impaired, and you start in, inf- infringing on other people's rights or other people like stealing their shit, by all means, I am going to start holding you accountable. Yep. That's when I really start to do it. So rant over. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, we might have a new uh strongman teammate soon.
0: Who? Rihanna. Oh really? Nice. Is uh is she gonna is she gonna start coming to like here to work out more or Probably not. Oh okay. She's gonna work
1: out at the Y in Wichita, but cool. She wants to she was at that competition and she would have qualified for nationals. Probably. Really? Yeah. She was like itching to compete. And she's going to sign up for Scots, I think.
0: That's badass. In December. Um,
1: she wanted to sign up for the open class. And the open middleweight for women is Ashley Page and Ashley. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "You gotta get your shit pushed in." I was like, "You better <laughs> you better start off a novice."
0: <laughs> well, Eli, um I showed him how to do um circus, circus dumbbell. And so, you know, he he's interested. Uh I'll believe it when I see it, I guess. When I I'm, I'm going to make him cuz he got a job at Sonic. So I'm going to make him pay for his registration, so it's like it's his money. Did he don't want to go?
1: Quiffball? No, he's still no, that's, playing.
0: That's a whole long story. Oh. Okay. That that's a story for like the drive home. I I could like take up the drive home with that story. (laughs) Um, but um, he he wants well, and the problem is is main the main problem is they wouldn't sign off on his physical. That was the main issue. There's there it's more complex, but they they wanted him to go see an orthopedic specialist because of his knee. He had some knee issues after track. He'd um strained his patellar tendon or something like that. And didn't, then didn't, didn't take care of it. He didn't do what the doctor said. And I was tired of battling him with it. Like, I'm just going to like, okay, well, enjoy like your pain and your suffering. I'm tired of battling you. But he's coming to fruition now. Well, we're doing knee rehab and he's found out how weak he actually is in that leg. Like, he's like, like this leg. He's like, all this is no problem. He goes, but this leg, he's like, why is it so hard? And I said, because you didn't follow what the doctor told you to do. You've been favoring that other leg for yeah, Exactly. And you, I took pictures and showed him. You can see one leg's bigger than the other. Yeah. Like noticeably bigger. So anyway, we're working through that process. And so he wants to compete in teen. We'll kind of see how that goes. I hope he does. Because I think that he needs a little bit of that mental boost, but also he needs a little bit of adversity. Some
1: of those uh, top crop teens.
0: fucking, There's some units. Again, because there's something in the water there what's his name man i guess he's 19 he, no he's 18 was he the one at the cow town? yeah dude you realize that dude plays second at nationals yet he's still competing in like teen i'm like come on bro like move to open like he really? plays football at pitt state exactly move to open i get you're a teen and you meet the definition but how are you going to get better when you're not challenging yourself yeah no i agree 100 percent. just my thought don't be fucking soft <laughs> I tell you one thing: that kid ain't soft. (laughs) He is not soft, not soft. So, anything else? I love you. (laughs) Love you long time. (laughs) Uh, At least I got to see him smile because, like, he hasn't been texting me back. You know, have to call him to get his attention, (laughs) and uh, because his girlfriend's there's only enough blood to run one of them, not both of them. It happens to the best of us. We've all been there. I'm just glad you're not mad at me. I was, I was worried I did something wrong to piss you off.
1: Nah. That's like it. I said, I'd tell you if I was pissed off at you.
0: I'd hope so. It's easier that way, so I really hope so. But I I sometimes I know that you don't like starting the hard conversations even though you do, so i was like, "Fuck it, I'll start it. Are you pissed at me?" Like that was like the first thing I did when I saw him. Like let's let's just let's just start this off on the right foot. Could you imagine Heather being around and you doing that to Heather?
1: Oh, God.
0: (laughs) She does not like that face-to-face confrontation. No.
1: Nope, she doesn't.
0: So. Wrap it up? Yeah. That's it for me. Okay. Everybody's probably tired of listening to us at this point anyway.
1: Yeah. Well, now that you guys are tired of listening (laughs) to us. Well, go ahead and wrap it up. Well, guys, thanks for listening to the higher points. And uh, go ahead and give us a like on – on our social medias at the higher points on Instagram and Facebook and, um, check out the website and leave us a review. You know, that stuff helps us out a lot. Um, thank you guys for listening and, uh, just go out
0: there and have yourselves a good week. Yeah. Don't forget. Also, we're renting out the podcast studio. If you want to start your own podcast, we've got all the equipment, everything that you possibly need, including if you want to do remote interviews with people, uh, just hit us up. You can check us out at the and uh like there's a contact page where you can email us and stuff and be more than happy to to rent out the podcast studio for you and let us uh let you use our equipment and set you up for success so we appreciate you guys listening catch up with you next time bye guys